0: Praise the Lord, y'all. Um, okay, if, if you if you don't have a sheet, maybe raise your hand, and hopefully somebody with the sheets will bring them around. Um, Okay, awesome. Well, tonight, okay, uh, we're, we're kind of wrapping up what we've been getting into um, all semester, which is Exodus. Uh, we've gotten through about the first uh, half of the book, and tonight, really, we're, we're going to be recapping, hitting some of the highlights uh, and, and recapping what we touched at our college outing. Uh, who all went to the college outing? Let's get a raise of hand. Okay, wasn't it awesome? I mean, it was great. Okay, I enjoyed it. You know, tonight is not going to be that. I uh, I did, I, I put an order in for some hail to come right as I'm finishing, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but uh, no, no, it's, I mean, it's not going to be the atmosphere, everything was special there, so if you didn't go last year, you got to get it next year, um, but we had a, we had a great time, and we hit some awesome highlights in the book of Exodus, and these highlights were, uh, how about let's all read the title together, ready, Highlights from Exodus, Eating, Drinking, and Flowing. So we touched on eating, drinking, and flowing, highlights from the book of Exodus. And so um, tonight's, okay, uh, tonight's message really, I feel like, touches God's heart. Okay, both what he's after, his goal. Does anybody want to know what God is after? Yeah. Does anybody want to know his goal? Yeah. What the Lord's doing? Yeah. Okay, but not only does it touch what he's after, it also touches the ways of God. Okay, this is what I was touched with. God has a desire. He has an eternal desire. And, and to accomplish this desire, God has a way. And, and this way is eating, drinking, and flowing. And so that's what we're going to be getting into tonight. So I put two verses up at the top. Um, 2 Timothy 1.9, which says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose. God has a purpose. We don't serve and worship a purposeless God. You know, uh, why we're here, uh, I-, I hope, why you're here is to be a part of God's purpose. Uh, That is something worth giving our lives to, Guy. God's purpose. That's better than anything else uh, this life has to offer. And so we're here for God's purpose. Uh, and, and we have to be careful, though, that we don't see God's purpose and just launch into it. Okay, I want to I work for God. Go, go and accomplish his purpose. We also have to see God's ways, uh, the ways of God. We need to love and appreciate the ways of God. And God's ways, according to Isaiah 15, 8 and 9. It says, uh, His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, You know, my thought is that I want to go work for God. God's thoughts, His ways are that we eat drink and flow Christ that is his way so uh, without further ado let's dive into it and get a little highlight how about okay so Roman number one we got eating okay so uh, the children of Israel okay uh, well real fast The book of Exodus, um, it shows us and it reveals the corporate aspect, okay, uh, this story. Well, first of all, this story that really happened, okay, Paul reveals in the New Testament that this, this story, the book of Exodus, also reveals the corporate aspect of our spiritual experience today. So do you want to know what we should be experiencing today as Christians? The book of Exodus shares that with us. Okay, this is just incredible. And so uh, what the book of Exodus takes us through is it takes us from a people enslaved in Egypt, uh, under oppression, um, under Pharaoh, uh, slavery, not good things, the way to God's dwelling place on the earth this is his desire his dwelling place on the earth and he takes a people a group of people us in in the spiritual picture he takes us sinners uh, under slavery um, oppressed with no hope He rescues us, saves us, redeems us, brings us through the water of baptism, uh, all the way to God's dwelling place. He he makes us into his dwelling place. And so this is what the book of Exodus is about. And so here in the the beginning of Exodus, uh, God saves his people. He delivers them from the hand of Pharaoh uh, with his mighty hand, brings them out of Egypt, okay, into the wilderness, a place uh, altogether apart from Egypt, outside of Egypt, which represents the world. So, he, so spiritually, he brings us. We get saved, uh, baptized. We're, we're delivered from uh, Pharaoh's oppression. Uh, his, his usurpation, and we're also saved from uh, God's judgment. Hallelujah! Uh, we're we're saved from all these things into the wilderness. And when the children of Israel got into the wilderness, you know they they realize something very quick. Uh, they're walking in the wilderness, and all of a sudden they remember their stomach, and they go, "Oh!" They realize, "Wow, uh, man, all the stuff that that used to." satisfy me that I thought was was satisfying, uh, it's really not that satisfying, and I'm really hungry, uh, to the point where they became very angry, and as Chris and and Trevor both brought out, um, even they became hangry. Hungry plus angry. Hangry. Uh, So we've all heard that one, of course. Uh, But they became angry because they were hungry. And uh, so they're in the wilderness, and God does something amazing. He does something miraculous even. Uh, Tremendous. Okay? He rains bread from heaven in the wilderness and gives the children of Israel manna to eat. And what this manna represents, I mean, it it means, uh, what is it? They didn't know what it was. But what it represents spiritually is Christ as the bread of life. Um, Christ come down out of heaven to be the bread of life. Actually, you know, just a little interesting tidbit about manna. Um, how it got its name. Two of the Hebrews were headed out the first day uh, to pick up the manna. And one of the, you know, they're looking at it. They don't know what it is. And one of the Hebrews, he turns to his his friend here and he says, man, uh, what is it? And, and, well, that's how manna got, you know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm just kidding. That, that's not... I know that's bad. I know. I, I'm a corny guy, so, you know, I got to bring out the corny jokes. That's not how they got it. But, okay, manna, they, they didn't know what it was, but actually it represents the heavenly Christ come to be our food. Okay? And so, um, you know, firstly, okay, on the surface, at the surface level, what this represents is that Christ wants to be our daily life supply. Uh, You know, we need food to live, uh, and spiritually, we need a supply to live off of. And, you know, I I was helped um, by this litmus test. What do you got? What do we live on? What's our food? And and as a little litmus test, you know, just consider yourselves personally. Um, When you're having a rough day, at the end of the day, you get home, what do you turn to what is your food what keeps you going uh you know i okay we all have bad days and we all turn to stuff what's our food you know uh just to confess for me you know a lot of times my food may be uh netflix or uh a really good book or uh you know tv or sports Uh, you know, this is my food a lot of times, but Christ, he wants to be our, our daily life supply. He wants to be the energizing factor that keeps us going. Okay, in, toward his purpose. So this is on the surface, okay? This is on the surface. He wants to be our daily life supply. But we have to dig a little deeper here, Eddie. You ready to dig deep, bro? Pull out the scuba gear, man. We're about to go diving, okay? All right, so let's get a little deeper here. So how about, let's go under that first Roman numeral, eating. Let's all read A together. Ready? Go. The deep truth in Exodus 16 is that God wants to change our diet to a diet of Christ as the real manna sent by God the Father for us to be reconstituted with Christ and to live because of Christ in order to make us God's dwelling place in the universe. So this is the deep truth. That God wants to reconstitute this people for the fulfillment of his purpose. Okay, we have to see this, my brothers and sisters. God has a desire. He has a heavenly desire. And you know what? A worldly people cannot accomplish God's heavenly desire. Okay, you guys know the phrase, you are what you eat, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in a you know, sense, quite literally, but also, uh, you know, what, uh, the other kind, non-physically, whatever. Um, so you are what you eat, okay? And so the children of Israel were in Egypt for 400 years, yeah. eating all the good things of Egypt. Yeah. So what did they become? Egyptian, They they became uh, one with Egypt, which means they were a worldly people. Uh, And and that was us, too. That was us, too, a worldly people. But hallelujah, uh, God has a provision for that. God has a provision for that. He brought the children of Israel into the wilderness and put them on the manna 40 diet. (laughs) That 40 years of only manna so that they would be reconstituted. They would become a heavenly people to accomplish God's eternal purpose, his desire to have a dwelling place on the earth where he could rest, he could be expressed. Okay, this dwelling place is his desire, and a heavenly people uh, become this dwelling place. And so uh, eating is so crucial uh, to God's eternal desire, And this is one of his ways. And we can see in Matthew 4, 4, um, here here Christ is is, uh, kind of combating uh, the devil's temptation. And he says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out through the mouth of God. Christ, uh, God wants Christ to be our food and to be the energizing factor that that propels us. And he wants to be our, our complete constitution. Uh, and, and this will issue, this will bring us to God's eternal purpose. Amen. And so uh, you can see Exodus 16:35. How about we read that one all together? Ready? Go. And the children of Israel ate the manna 40 years until they came to inhabitable land. And they ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. <laughs> so for 40 years, they ate the manna. And and I love this. Trevor had this little study. This was really cool, Stanford study. Uh, After seven days, all the skin cells are completely replaced in your body. Seven days. And even after seven years, uh, even all your bones, the cells in your bones, are refreshed. They're replaced. You know, new ones are there. And so we can see, what do you think 40 years does for your constitution, eating only one thing? What did they become, Eddie? If they were only eating manna for 40 years, what were they filled up with, bro? Christ. Christ. That's it. So that's God's desire that we would just be constituted, filled up, uh, satisfied with Christ. Yeah. He would be our, our real constitution. Yeah. And so that's what, uh, that's that's God's way is to eat him. Yeah. That's his way. Uh, John 6 57, eat him and live because of him. Yes. That's God's way. Amen. Okay, so at the bottom of this, you can see uh, opportunity. All right, so uh, I thought about putting challenge. But that's, I know, too scary for some of you. And and I thought about putting application, but uh, I didn't like that one either. Okay, so here's your opportunity. All right. Okay, even even a a golden potted opportunity. Okay, all right. Sorry, a little playing words there. Okay, opportunity is to enjoy Christ with a companion by feeding on His Word. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters. We're all here together. We're in this together, yes. okay? Uh, and we should be connected to each other and be companions with one another. Even the word companion with bread, yeah. okay? That means we need to eat Christ together, Robert. We need to eat Christ together, bro. Yeah. Uh, and so, if you don't have a companion, you know what? I'll bet if you turn to your left or to your right and you ask them, "Hey," uh, well, you know, you could say, "Would you be?" My my companion, Or you could say, hey, would you like to read God's Word with me? Would you like to enjoy God's Word with me? You know what? I bet they would say yes. And so, brothers and sisters, really, seriously, do this. Do this. I can tell you, my freshman year, uh, My freshman year, I got to school here, and it was pretty much the worst year of my life. Uh, And it was because I had no companions. Okay? I, I was scared to ask people. I didn't know, you know, uh, I don't know if, what they think about me, all this stuff. Okay, and then you know what I did? I prayed and I asked the Lord. That I remember at the end of that freshman year, I said, Lord, give me a companion. I want a companion who I can enjoy you with. And you know what? The Lord abundantly answered that question. Seriously. Seriously, he did. And so, I encourage you, uh, find a companion, okay? Ask a person um, to read God's word with you and eat God's word with you. This is good, okay? This is God's way, eating. Okay, Roman numeral two. Let's all read that together. Ready? Drinking. Okay, drinking. All right, this also, way number two is drinking. Okay, so, Again, uh, the man is coming down. The children of Israel are eating, and their their uh, their hunger has you know gone away a little bit. And uh, but they're still wandering in the wilderness. And uh, and and you know very quickly they realize, oh man, we've been eating, but we don't have any water. And so they became angry. Uh, no, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop belaboring that one, you know. We're, we're beating a dead horse there. But, okay, they became very thirsty. Uh, they became, you know, they didn't have water. So they became thirsty, and they started complaining. And so they, they're complaining to Moses, and uh, God tells Moses, again, he does something incredible, okay. He tells Moses, okay, Moses, take your staff that parted the Red Sea. Okay, and there's a rock. I want you to go to that rock and I want you to strike the rock. Okay, strike the rock. And out from the rock, okay, water will flow forth that will quench the thirst of the people. Okay, uh, this is truly an incredible thing. Okay, because you just consider um, just the facts, you know, there's two million of them. Uh, plus, their livestock, uh, not to mention, plus, they're in the desert. Uh, you need a little extra water in the desert, I think. Um, so, you know, that's a lot of water that needs to come out of this rock. Okay, so um, it's not a small thing that God tells Moses to strike this rock, and water will flow forth and quench the thirst of all these people. Okay, and what Paul uh, reveals in Corinthians is that this rock is Christ. And it represents the crucified Christ. Christ uh, is the smitten rock. He was smitten, crucified on our behalf. And, you know, in his crucifixion, they pierced his side, and out of his side came blood and water. Water. Life-giving water. Okay? Um, This is incredible. Okay, this is our spiritual experience that we're drinking this water, which represents the Spirit. Okay, so what what does it mean to to drink? I want to just try to boil it down very simply. Um, We need to eat Christ through the Word of God. That's that's one of the main ways we eat Christ, is we take in the Word, we chew on it, we allow it to fill our being. Okay, and then to drink. is really to couple our eating with the experience of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, we need to experience Christ subjectively through the Spirit. If we don't do that uh, and everything just stays in our head, um, really what we're doing is we're, in a sense, we're almost just convincing ourselves of some facts, you know, on a page. Brothers and sisters, this is so subjective. Yeah. We can experience Christ when we drink. Right. Okay? Drinking the Spirit. And so, um, let's just, let's all, uh, we can see God's intention here. Let's read A under Roman numeral 2. Uh, and, and so, let's all read that together. Ready? Ready? God's intention in his economy is to be the fountain source of living water by his chosen people for their enjoyment with the goal of producing the church. Okay, and then uh, we can see Exodus 17.6. Let's all read that one together. This is a story in Exodus. So, I will be standing before you there upon the Okay, um, so the the rock is struck, the water's coming out, and spiritually for us, that means we need to experience the Spirit. Okay, so uh, maybe you're thinking, well, John, I've never spoken in tongues, or I've never, you know, gotten the oil, laid the hands on, and healed somebody. So have I not experienced the Spirit? Okay, uh, what does it mean to experience the Spirit? What does it mean to touch and enjoy and taste, drink the Spirit? Uh, You know, if only, uh, you know... Somebody in the New Testament would have helped us out, right? You know, well, thankfully, okay, they do. Right. He did just, Paul did just that. Amen. He explained it. He boiled it down very simply for us, okay? So here we go, all right? God's ways of accomplishing his eternal desire, okay, are, are boiled down by Paul into two verses, okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Okay, and so let's all I'll just read actually verse 13 Um, there at the end. You can see it talks about uh, we were all given to drink one spirit. I'll just read the whole verse says for also in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Uh, If you haven't been baptized, I just got to throw a little plug. To drink the Spirit, we need to be baptized. We need to be positioned to drink. Uh, So maybe you're thinking about it, or maybe you've never been baptized. Uh, We need to be baptized. Okay, that puts us in the right position. And uh, baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free. And we're all given to drink one Spirit. Okay, so here it is. Here's Paul. He's, He's talking to the Corinthians. And he's telling them, you can drink the one spirit. Okay, uh, how do I do that? Do I have to speak in tongues? Do I have you know, how do do I drink the one Spirit? Okay, Paul answers this question uh, 10 verses earlier in verse 3. And how about uh, we all stand up and with as strong a spirit as you can muster up, let's all read verse 3 together. All right, we ready? One, two, three, go. No one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Okay, you got the secret. There it is. Say, Jesus Jesus is Lord. Lord Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Okay, all right, all right, good, good. We're we're drinking, all right, there we go. I like it. Okay, this this is what Paul says. He says, no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except in the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so, you know, when we call the Lord's name out of a pure heart, we are drinking right. the Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's the divine reality. Amen. When we call on the name of the Lord, it's like we're just taking a drink, okay? Uh, you're feeling thirsty, you know? Maybe, maybe you're, you're struggling with, with something, uh, going through something. You need, you need something to satisfy. It's so simple, brothers and sisters. Take a drink. Amen. Call on the name of the Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I can't, I, can't, um, I can't emphasize this enough. You know, we complicate it so much, even, even me, okay? I was skeptical probably more than all of you guys. I don't know, maybe not, but I was skeptical. I, w- I just, I got to confess, okay? Uh, I was totally skeptic. Um, whenever okay when I was in college when I was in college okay I, I used to always I don't remember if I asked any brothers this but I might have and I feel bad now but um, I used to I used to ask brother well what if okay what if I'm talking to so and so from Uruguay and uh, you know I get them to sound out uh, the name Lord Jesus and they don't know what they're saying but they just sounded out well does it work then you know and I was trying to be so complicated brothers and sisters Let's be simple, okay? Let's be simple and call the name of a living person. Lord Jesus. Okay, when we do that, we take a drink. Okay, really, we take a drink. Uh, Be simple. Call on the name of the Lord. You know, uh, brothers have been doing this for millennia, really. Even from Genesis chapter 4, people have been calling on the name of the Lord. This is not a new thing. Uh, I'm not coming up with it. I know I'm crazy. Maybe you think I, I look weird and funny, but you know what? I'd rather be funny and drinking the one spirit. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Okay. So, brothers and sisters, we have another golden opportunity. Okay? Another great opportunity to be on the the straight line of God's ways to accomplish his desire. Okay, opportunity number one, all right? And I want you to try this. At some point, try this. Call on the name of the Lord for several minutes. Okay, it's good when we're in class or when we're walking around, uh, walking to class, you know, Lord Jesus. um, That's good, okay? But I want you to try this. If you've never done this, and even if you have done this, we need to do this. Try this. Call on the name of the Lord only, be simple. Just call Lord Jesus for several minutes. Okay, try it. You will be drinking the Spirit. I I promise you, if we're calling out of a pure heart, we'll be drinking. Okay? All right. And then opportunity number two. All right, to go even deeper here. You know, Isaiah chapter 12 talks about some ways to drink. And one of those ways, it says, cry out and shout. You know, we've got the song, uh, you know. You know, cry out and shout, hallelujah, o inhabitants of Zion. You know, we know the song, okay? But I want you to try this. I want you to try this. I want you to try to cry out and shout and call on the Lord, the name of the Lord, Lord Jesus, as loud as you can. Okay, you could be driving on the highway. I did this the other day, driving on the highway, and you know, the people passing me are probably, you're looking, this dude is crazy, man, get him off the road. But I was just, calling on the name of the Lord as loud as I could. Lord Jesus! You know, okay, and, and you know, look, look, check, check, okay? Uh, your flesh will reject that. Right. The flesh rejects that. Right. It doesn't want you, hey, quiet down, man. Keep it, keep it, keep it cool. You know, cool. okay, keep it cool. All right, it doesn't want you to be a crazy caller on the name of the Lord, brothers and sisters. Take a big drink, Amen. it's healthy to take a big drink. Okay, okay, wow, I'm getting stirred up here. All right, all right, all right, let's go. Okay, all right, so we got to keep going though. So that's drinking. Okay, this remember, this is God's ways of accomplishing his eternal desire. Isn't that awesome, Hudson? Eating Christ and drinking Christ. Okay, we need both of of these things, but the Lord doesn't stop here. Okay, the Lord's got one more way, so we got to keep going on to Roman numeral three flowing. Amen. Okay, we need to become flowers, Amen. and actually, we're about to see we are flowers. Okay, and so, uh, first though, um, you know, I want to read this verse in First Timothy 2 because again, this is all in the context of God's very heart. God has a desire. You know, really, I've never heard that. I never heard God had a desire. Okay? But he does. He has a desire. And we can see um, everything that he's doing is for this desire. Amen. Okay, so let's let's all together read 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. Uh, ready? Go. Our Savior God, who desires all men to be saved and come to the full knowledge of the truth. Okay, our Savior God, He is a saving God who desires all men to be saved. All men to be saved and come to the full knowledge of the truth. Um, This, to me, is uh, incredible. Praise the Lord. He desires all men to be saved. And, And for this... Okay, for this, uh, he does something incredible. And the way he takes is incredible. The way he takes uh, is that, you know, there was, there was one rock in the wilderness. And if you wanted to get some of that water and be saved, your thirst be quenched, you had to go find that rock. And that rock, it, it represented Christ. And, and when Christ was on the earth, you know, if you wanted to get Christ uh, you had to go to the Middle East, um, and you had to, where's, where oh, Christ, you know, you had to, no, you had to find Christ, okay, he was, it was just one Christ, uh, he was just in one place uh, at all times, and if you wanted to be with him, you had to go to that one place. But God's heart is that all men would be saved and come to the full knowledge of the truth. And so the way that God takes, the way that he reaches all men, okay, is the way of multiplication. Okay, and what I mean by that, uh, we need to see by reading John chapter 7, 37-39. So let's read read those verses together. Ready? Go. Now, on the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes into me, as the scripture said, his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. But he said, concerning the Spirit, who Those who believe into him were about to receive. Okay, so this is, we have to see, uh, there is an interesting turn here in this verse, okay? There's an interesting uh, way this verse is written because, you know, just logically, um, when we think about it, uh, and and, uh, anyway, I wish Shalom would have been here. Uh, I kind of want to have somebody do it, but it's okay. Shalom, you know, he gave us a good representation. I mean, Jesus is crying out. If anyone thirsts. Let him come to me and drink. Okay, he's just crying out. And right after Jesus says that, though, you know, let him come to me and drink. Doesn't it make sense that he would say, Robert, and I will fill you and satisfy you, and you'll be the happiest of people on the earth. You know, that, uh, doesn't that kind of make sense? I mean, take a drink. Okay, there's an action. What's the result? You'll be filled. Okay? But actually, uh, God's sovereign way is the way of multiplication. And so you know what he says after, let him come to me and drink? Uh, he says, um, he who believes into me, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Okay, what he's saying here in essence is let him come to me and drink and when you drink, I'm going to install that smitten rock in your innermost being and that rock will be gushing up with water. It will satisfy your thirst. It will. But also, that Water will, out of your innermost being, flow rivers of living water. Remember, God's heart, his very desire is that all men would be saved and come to the full knowledge of the truth. Um, It's hard to do that as one person. So you know how he does that? He puts himself into each one of us. He installs the smitten rock into each one of our innermost being to those who have received him. And that water now can flow out of you. Uh, It can flow out of me. It can flow out of my brother, Ty. It can flow out of each one of us. Okay, uh, are we seeing a vision here? I hope we're seeing a vision here. How is God going to reach all men? He reaches all men through me and through Ty and through each one of you. That's how God reaches every man. That's how uh, his way is carried out, is by our flowing Christ. Okay, and even, even, brothers and sisters, just consider. I've experienced this, no doubt. Okay? You've been, t- I mean, okay, I know we've all probably uh, at some point or another, you know, maybe been going, going through something, something kind of hard, you know, with family or with, uh, with school or with friends. And, um, you know, this happened to me my junior year of college. Something really hard uh, kind of happened to me. It was a tough, tough situation. And, uh, you know, I can very definitely remember I was at this brother A.J. Mead's house Okay, and I was talking to these two brothers, and do you know what happened? They said something to me that was living waters. They said something to me that just filled me with Christ. I drank and I was filled with life. That's what happened, okay? I've experienced this definitely. The smitten rock. Flowing, overflowing with water has been definitely installed in each one of us. And it can flow out. It can. It definitely can. And, and if we do something, if we open our mouth, uh, it will. It will flow out. Uh, living water will go to every man on the earth. That's God's way. God's way is the flowing way. And so even, even um, in Exodus, okay, this is uh, incredible. We have to see who we are. Uh, we have to see, you know, uh, who are we? That, that question was posed at the outing, and it's so helpful. Uh, we need to see, who are we? Uh, you know, the example that, that we gave, you know, we got Ty here. Who is Ty. You know, um, Ty, come on, stand up, bro. All right. I mean, good example, bro. Okay, Ty, you know, uh, Ty, he's, he's a, a good-looking black brother, okay? <laughs> that, that's skin, skin deep, right? Skin deep. Uh, you know, a little deeper. Uh, he, he's got, uh, he's an RTF major, um, creative guy, likes to create, good behind a camera, okay? That's a little deeper. But you know what? Um, if all you think about Ty is that he's a funny guy, fun to be around, um, you know, who's, who's creative and a good looking black guy. If that's the only thing you think about, Ty, uh, you're missing it. That's not who Ty is. You know that, Ty? That's not who you are, bro. You know who Ty is? Ty is a priest to God. Amen. He is a flower. Amen. Okay? Uh, in Exodus nineteen six, uh, this tells us. This tells us who we are. Okay, let's all read that together. Ready? Ready? And you shall be a, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the that you shall speak to the children of Israel. Okay, these are the words. That's, that, that last part is like, it's just for emphasis. Look, these are the words. Okay, you don't need other words. These are the words. You know what these words are? You shall be. To me, a kingdom of priests. Okay? Not just one priest. uh, Not just a a little group of people that are priests. um, A kingdom of priests. You know who priests are? Uh, Priests are not the guys uh, who wear a certain outfit or who get a certain training. Uh, That's not who a priest is. Um, A priest is one who brings, well, what a priest does is they bring man to God and they bring God to man. That's what a priest does. And we are priests by designation when we receive the Lord. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, that's who we are. Yes. We need to, with joy, enter into this function as yes. priests. Amen. That's who we are. Amen. The world wants to tell you uh, all kind of things who you are. Okay? They want they want to uh, shove down your throat <laughs> that, hey, you're this or that. Or th- th- it's cool to be this. This, it's not cool to be that. Don't be that. You're the, you know, the world, Twitter, uh, Facebook, TV, they want to tell you who you are. Actually, um, uh, well, this is kind of funny, but um, I did this the other day. Uh, I was on this social media platform called Yik Yak. Okay. And I was just testing it out. I'd never really, you know, I was just kind of looking at it. And uh, I posted something on Yik Yak. uh, And I said, you know what I said? I said, uh, the Lord Jesus wants to be your life and enjoyment today. That's what I said on Yik Yak. And uh, if you've ever been on Yik Yak, um, you, okay, I'm, I'm on my phone, you know, a little later. And I see, oh, I got 10 votes on Yik Yak. And I'm thinking, tight. I got 10 votes, man. I get on Yik Yak and I see, oh, those votes were down votes, and, and they booted me. They booted me off the island, you know. And so, what happened? If you get enough, if you get enough down votes, uh, they 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 delete your your post, and the post doesn't exist anymore. And so, uh, I got downvoted to the point where it didn't even exist anymore. <laughs> Okay, brothers and sisters, don't let Yik Yak tell you who you are. (laughs) Hallelujah sisters, we need to open the Bible, and we need to see what the Word of God says who we are. The Word of God says that we are a kingdom of priests. That's what Revelation 1, verse 5 and 6 say. That's what Exodus 19, 6 says. We are a kingdom of priests. Let's leave the world behind. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to the trash. We are a kingdom of priests who enjoy God, we eat and drink God, and we flow God out. That's what priests do. And so, brothers and sisters, I hope you would see, okay? I hope, I hope. Let's all catch the vision. God wants a dwelling place on the earth. You know the way he gets that? is by eating Christ, by drinking Christ, and by being priest to flow God out to man. So here's your opportunity with flowing. Okay? Opportunity. Flow. Just do it. Okay? Flow. I know I'm crazy, and I wrote this on here and, you know, whatever, but flow to a friend, a classmate, a neighbor. If you don't have the strength to do that, flow to your dog. And flow to your couch. I know I'm crazy. I am, okay? Uh, But do it. Do it. Flow. Just flow, okay? The more we flow, the more we'll enter into this enjoyment and we'll just be overflowing to everyone, okay? Just flow, okay? That's your opportunity. If you want to be in God's ways, Okay, not our own ways. We need to also cooperate with God. We need to take the way of eating Christ, of drinking Christ, calling his name. And we need to flow. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay, uh, the rest, we, we've got a little reading on the back. Um, so let's just group up in small groups and, and uh, have a little fellowship, read the back. And then here in about... Um, about five or so, 10 minutes, we'll, we'll have a little time for some overflow.